Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? Friday and we are back. You're getting basically a double dip. Got a show uh, late on Thursday. You're getting another show from me and Grifka. Um, let's talk football like we always do. So Grifka... Um, we're going to skip by our news and notes today, and we're giving the people a, a quick Kool-Aid rewind of the Cardinals and Bills game because we've been looking back through this season, picking out things, talking about things, refreshing the people's memory. Uh, I'll pitch the ball to you. So uh, just going from the start, um, it just seemed like uh, uh, in the first quarter, the uh, offense was, itself was uh, pretty stagnant. Um, it just didn't seem very creative on the play calls. I, I know the lines were down uh, you know, they didn't have Marvin Jones, Karrion Johnson was out, but still the offensive play calls, you know, they weren't that great. It just kind of made you wonder. There's a lot of short passes. Um, they did start to put a st- – they did start to put a nice drive together, but then uh, LeGarrette Blunt uh, fumbled the ball, turning it over on the cards half the field. So I pretty much uh, stunted the drive there. Um, I don't think Matt Stafford was all that accurate in the first quarter. I know we had talked about uh, the Cardinals' defense. But even so, I don't think the Cardinals defense was – they weren't that great. And uh, the, um, Stafford, just he just didn't look good. You know, he was um, missing missing uh, wide receivers. And then uh, pretty much near the end of the first quarter, I remember seeing this because I jotted it down, was uh, one of the Ziggy Pandit almost sacks. He almost sacked him, but uh, – he forced him out of the par- pocket, and the real, uh, the real good defensive end, uh, Okwara, came up with the sack. So uh, it was nice Ziggy was there to do his his almost stuff once again. So that pretty much you know covered the first quarter. It was just uh, it was just kind of a very blase first quarter, going zero zero into the second. Um, and going into the um, second quarter, though, Lions got the ball. Um, they uh, they were uh, having they're putting a good drive together. And then uh, they had a couple um, – they had a play for, like, no gain, uh, second down. Um, the, they didn't um, – second down, they, they had a, a decent play, but then they had – it was, like, a holding penalty, so it dropped them back. And um, it went to uh, third and 18, and they were in field goal range. So uh, what they do, they uh, did one of the, what the Lions always do. Instead of pressing it down the field, they went with the safe call, and they ran a draw um, for very little gain. And uh, they settled for a uh, Matt Prater field goal. And uh, with nine and a half left in the uh, second quarter, they, they, the points finally finally on, the, finally on the board. Lions were up three nothing. And then uh, after that, the uh, Cards got the ball back, and they were actually putting a good drive together. This is probably what rewatching the game. This is probably Rosen's best drive of the game, and um, they did a nice mix of uh, run and then the pass. And uh, seemed like the uh, Cardinals wide receivers were getting a little more space, but. Uh, they were um, they drove down. They got in good field goal range, and they were um, 
your boy Jared Davis had a uh, came up with one of his uh, patented sacks. You know, the ones that you know just kind of came out of nowhere. You know, read the play really well and uh, sacked him and held him to a field goal. But then uh, some of the Ford Field magic must have went out to Arizona because uh, Cardinals kicker uh, missed the uh, fi- missed the field goal, kept the lines up three nothing. Um, overall, watching the first half, you know, going back and forth, this is one of those games where I thought Jared Davis really, you know, it's one of those games we always talked about, hope he progresses and stuff. I thought he, I thought he played a really good first half um, reading, um, you know, reading uh, pass plays. We know we've talked about him struggling in coverage, but he did have some nice plays where they tried to pass the ball to the flat and either stopped it for no gain or really short gain. And even on the run, he, um, he had some nice uh, run stuffs there where before, you know, there's games where he just takes poor angles and the guys buy him. I thought he, he did really well reading uh, reading the run plays, and in uh, um, for minimal gains for the Cardinals. But even after the first half, it was you know pretty blasé. It was only a uh, you know three nothing lines at the half. Uh, what was your take on it? So Griffka, I was waiting for you to come back to the huddle after I pitched you that run play because you 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 basically uh, went on a long soliloquy there about ten minutes. Uh, so I'm back in here. Got to kick it back to the beginning of the game. Talk about these jerseys, the white crispies, the silver pants. Um, one of the better looks uh, from our Lions, man. Absolutely love it instead of the aqua pants like they were going with under Jim Caldwell. Just another good coaching decision by Matt Pat. Um, I thought Legarrette Blunt did well early in this football game. And then of course, as soon as I was like, Oh man, he's getting some nice runs doing good. Fumbles the football. Uh, I had here, I thought another funny part of the first half was another uh, opposing team hitting the upright. I mean, how many times can you do that in, against one team in a season? We definitely set the record for that. Three zero first half. I mean, to me, that was just like listening to you. Grifka. Yeah, I was so, just uh, through this. So moving on to the uh, second Those half. are my thoughts. Uh, once again, uh, going into the third quarter, it just looked, you know, once again, it makes you wonder what the offense is doing. They're not trying to drive the ball <laughs> on the field at all. Once again, a lot of safe plays. And one of those games where it looks like you start to think that the coaches are just going to allow the defense to, um, you know, win it for them as long as, you know, Stafford doesn't turn the ball over, you know, something like that. It, it almost had that feeling. So it's like, well, the defense is playing good. Don't turn the ball over. If we score, cool. If not, the defense is going to win this one for us, which ultimately kind of led to that because in the third quarter, that's where Slay had his pick six. Um, I mean, finally, you know, the Lions score a touchdown with with three minutes left in the uh, in the third quarter. You know, go up ten nothing. That was just, uh, you know, my boy, big play. I mean, uh, chant with my friends are like, I don't know. He, my my one friend was like, I could have made that play. It's like Rosen threw him, threw the ball right to him. But still, I mean, I'll take that. It seems like that would be a play like Nevin Lawson wouldn't be there. So uh, I'll take the pick six from from my boy Slay any day of the week. Uh, how'd you feel about that there, Derek? Oh, man, I love the pick six by Slay. I mean, it's great when you can take advantage of the rookie. Uh, Josh Rosen just ran the play that was called and threw it out to the right side, and Slay knew it right when he saw it. Um, I love the pick. I love, you know, easy house call and I love the high step and holding the ball up as Dion would say, you got to hold the ball up. So, um, absolutely great play by 23. Um, I'm so frustrated. I mean, that I sold that helmet for 20 bucks on eBay. <laughs> Man, I can't believe you did that. And that was a nice signature on there too. It was very legible. And next year, it seems like the guy always comes over. seems like we can get his autograph every year and we've only got it a couple of times. So, He's a man of the people, man, Darius. Like he, loves, he loves the people. Yeah. Next year, we'll yeah. get him and TJ Jones for you. So uh, <laughs> so uh, let's move on to the fourth quarter here. Um, 
once again, uh, Rosen signed, uh, uh, showed a little bit of life. Uh, they're putting decent drive together. Um, one of those things, though, it was a third. It was a third down, and the Lions got a roughing the passer call. One of those plays that leaves you scratching the head and one is yelling at the TV screen, going, "What are you doing?" Because all you're doing was helping them out. Um, that drive ultimately led to um, a field goal for the Cardinals, cutting the lead to uh, ten to three with a. Um, a little over eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And don't get me wrong at this point, you know, even though the offense has been staying, it just seems like one of those games like the Lions would blow it, you know, out near zone in the past because we've seen that before. And I'm always I'm always thinking that. I'm just like, you can't lose this. You've been dominating this long, you know, even though the offense has been staying it. It's like, you, you can't lose this game. But then uh, my boy, Double Z, if he had three Z's, he'd be sleeping. Um, Zach Zenner shows up and he's running hard. And uh, offensive line, it's one of those things where we had talked about in the past on past shows. Um, how come the Lions line just doesn't dominate when they can running the ball? And they seem to really do that in the fourth quarter against the Cardinals. Zach Zen was running hard. Um, you know, uh, obviously he started to get more playing time late in the year with uh, over LeGarrette Blunt, which is fine. But um, on the TD, uh, he, he went in for a touchdown with uh, four minutes left. But most of that drive was Zach Zenner. He had seven carries for 45 yards, and he ended it with a short touchdown. So, um, once again, that talent for this guy to be the starter. But uh, he did show a little life there. And they went up uh, 17-3 with four minutes left in the game. Um, really, after that, it was just uh, the Cardinals trying to, uh, you know, drive the ball down the field and try to score as quick as they can. And Rosen was missing, missing guys by a bunch. It wasn't, you know, he was, it wasn't even close some of these passes. And, um it pretty much ended the game from there. So pretty, uh, you know, laissez-faire game to watch. I know at one point I texted my friends in the third quarter and it was still uh, three, nothing. And my friend fell asleep at like, whoa. And he didn't know what time of the game it was because it was still three, nothing. So, uh, he was, uh, he was confused. So, uh, um, but other than that, it was, uh, I'll take the W anyway, we get it. So I was pretty happy with that. What's uh, your ultimate take on, on this game before we move on to the bills game? Uh, yeah, man, you hit on most of the points. I mean, I, I did like the hard running from your boy Double Z. I mean, with double initials, how can you go wrong? I mean, this guy's an all-pro, right, just because of his name. Uh, I also thought Deshaun Hand had a really nice sack towards the end of the ball game where he ran a really nice stunt and was able to get after Josh Rosen, get him to the ground. Um, you know, like you say, 17-3. I remember when I was watching the recap, I was going, oh, wait, is the game over? I remember on, like, that late sack, I was like, oh, that's it? It was one of those games where uh, Lions went down and did what they need to, beat up on a terrible team. But, uh, man, there wasn't much to write home about other than the Slay pick and uh, Double Z doing some running. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's it for this game. I mean, once again, it was a road win in the NFL. Tough come by even against the uh, hapless Cardinals. But, like I said in the past, it seemed like the Lions would play bad no matter how how good they were out in Arizona and it seemed like Arizona would sneak away with a W. So I'll take this W any way we can. So uh, once again, we move from the uh, heat of Arizona to the next week, we'll move on to the bills game where I know early in the year before the season started, this is a game we're worried about being cold snow. Me and myself, I always like to watch those snowy games where you can never see the field and they have to bring out the guys on the shovels on one end while the, while the actions happen on the other end. I love those games. I really do. And that's kind of what I was hoping for here with this bills game, but that did not happen. It was chilly out there, but uh, it, was, it was sunny, but um, this is one of those games that we were facing another rookie quarterback in, uh, in Allen, which I know this guy's got a cannon for an arm, you know, one of those prototypical looking quarterbacks. And um, still, though, uh, 
thought the Lions had a good chance of going into Buffalo and winning this game. So um, the uh, offense looked pretty stagnant again in the in the first quarter here. Um, not a whole lot happening. You know, makes her you know a lot of head scratching calls with um, you know. Was it uh, passes short of the sticks? You know, if it's third and long, you know, short of the sticks, hoping the guy gets the extra few yards and wasn't happening. So the, uh, once again, first quarter makes you wonder. It's just like the same as last uh, week out in Arizona. Wondering wondering where the offense was and when it was going to, when it was going to come around. But then, um, then went to the uh, second quarter and uh, uh, Kenny Galladay, you know, he started to, uh, you know, he started, this is where he started to have a day and I'll touch on his day at the end of this, but, uh, he was, he was making some really tough catches. Um, not like ones where he was wide open, but you know, Stafford was that kind of fitting in windows and Galladay was bringing it in, even with guys kind of hanging on him. And on this particular drive, um, he had a couple catches like that and it led to, um, Andy Jones TD. I know, remember Andy Jones, I remember watching him at training camp. We were just kind of like, who is this guy? He looks slow. This work looks slow and we're just like this guy ain't making the team and he ultimately made a touchdown but um there was a botched snap and the, the snap was mishandled the lines were only up six nothing with a little under 11 minutes left in the second quarter uh what'd you think when you saw our boy andy jones catch that td who <laughs> <laughs> andy jones i've heard about this guy it's like one of those uh where you hear about somebody, but you have no idea what they look like because you've never seen them or know who they even are as a player. So when he came in and played, it was just kind of like, oh, that's Andy Jones. Uh, you know, it was, it was just odd. I, I was hoping you were going to pitch it back to me and say, what do you think about Sam Martin dropping the uh, the hold of the extra point? Because as I said on last show, this guy comes out with a glove, a towel, a pine tar, um, you might as well have a little kicking stand that he puts it on when he's out there. I mean, all you have to do is catch the ball and put it on the ground, uh, Sam Martin. It's one of your two jobs in life. You think you'd be able to do it, but of course not. He's got every apparatus known to man to try to, you know, make his hands stickier to hold the football down. He still can't get it done. Like, get rid of this bum. But uh, other than that, I think you hit on it. I mean, Kenny Galladay, some big plays here early. And, uh, you know, Lions uh, – Coming into Buffalo with, uh, like say, not terrible weather. Buffalo in those crazy all-red unis with Josh Allen at the helm. I was surprised again to see Josh Allen be able to run around a little bit. I was thinking that uh, that was just luck the last couple games where he had been running, but he does seem to be a big mobile quarterback. And uh, welcome to the NFL. So after the Andy Jones touchdown, and once again, we were surprised that he was even playing because of what we saw at the preseason camp, uh, the Bills got the ball back, and they proceeded to uh, turn on their uh, turn on their offense. Now, there was a uh, pass interference call by our, our sock puppet, Mike Ford, out there. Looked like a windsock run on the field, but he was nice enough to give the uh, pass interference that actually took the ball down to a first and goal with a little under nine minutes left. And, and then shortly after that, a player two later. Um, it was one of those where, like you said, Josh Allen, you just mentioned, like, the scramble and ability. The Lions actually had pretty good defense on it. They were looking to pass for a touchdown, and, but the Lions' defensive backfield, you know, um, did a nice job in coverage, and Allen really had nowhere to go. But once the pocket broke down, he was able to roll outside. It was one of those ga- one of those plays, once again, where Jared Davis just took a bad angle eye at it. And instead of going to his outside shoulder, he let Allen get out around him. Um, as opposed to forcing them back inside where all the help should be. And Allen was able to scamper him for a touchdown with uh, eight minutes left. So, uh, you know, Buffalo, being in Buffalo, was able to handle the snap, and they went up 7-6. 
So once again, I know uh, you're a big fan of Jared Davis, but right there we always talk about his angle sometimes just, you know, makes you screaming at the TV. So uh, um, Lions get the ball back. Kenny Galladay was just having a game. Um, yeah, Buffalo, we talked about it. They had, they had a good defense, but gosh, Galladay was just showing up. He had a couple more good catches, one for 40 yards, and uh, he was just he was just chewing up Buffalo's defense. Um, they had a nice drive put together, and our boy double you know double Z three Z's he'd be asleep. Um, Zach Zenner goes in for a short touchdown, and uh, at the halftime, uh, Lions take a 13-7. They're up 13-7 at the half. Feeling good about that. I know me and you were texting back and forth after double Z scored. So uh, once again, they were up in Buffalo. It seemed like the offense had come to life. Galladay was having a game. And uh, I was feeling pretty good about this one. Uh, what's your take at the half of this game? So, so first of all, Grifka, you, you can't use the same joke twice in a podcast it, verbatim. I mean, we heard the triple Z um, previously in this show already. So I know you like to go to the well, and I know that's why we like to use the bell. But um, we got to come up with some new material uh, for double Z. I mean, the classic, you love them because double initials. I mean, that's a classic go-to. But uh, uh, I got to call you out on that. Secondly, uh, your boy, the Windsock, I had that noted down to Mike Ford, uh, just – Roasted and toasted, as we've been saying on previous shows. Uh, nowhere to be found on this uh, on this throw. Um, Josh Allen, like you said, on his touchdown earlier in the football game. I mean, I'll give it to you. Like you say, um, Jared Davis, uh, again, to revert back to something I previously said, um, I'm willing to live with some of these plays. Now, I don't like this one because it was deep in the territory. He had him dead to rights. He missed it, and it ended up causing a touchdown for the opponent. So it's a bad play by him. Um, he just he over pursued. He got going too fast and a little bit bad angle, and it cost him. So that's never fun to see. But uh, but yeah, I mean the other thing I want to say about quickly about Kenny Galladay is uh, it really makes me have a lot of good faith in Bob Quinn that he was able to find this guy in the third round because you know as much as I try to tout like you know I have a decent draft record from like guys I like to guys that pan out. I mean Kenny Galladay was not on my radar when he was drafted, um, you know, I, he wasn't one of my targets. I didn't really have him very highly rated, didn't know much about him. It was only till they took him and I got to see him for a year. And then I went back like we're doing now and did a rewind of the season. And I was like, man, this number 19, Kenny Galladay is big. He's physical. He goes up and catches the football. He can run after the catch. He's like very humble, like all that stuff crystallized. And that's why I was big on him coming into year two. But uh, I think you're finally coming around, Grifka, that, man, every time you watch this guy, got to find a way to get him more involved. And he's an absolute specimen in the jersey and shows up. Yeah, like uh, like I said before, he's definitely ahead of the curve where I, I thought he would be at this time. And, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised. But, you know, come talk to me in three years. I'll let you know if he's good or not. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's move on. Second half, uh, we're going to the third quarter. Um I really didn't jot down any notes from the third quarter. Once again, the offense just didn't look good. Defense was playing pretty tough. I mean, the, the one thing I do remember is that uh, the Bills put a nice little drive together, and they got down to a fourth and short. And then uh, your boy Aishon, Aishon, um was able to uh, stop Allen before um, it was like it was like fourth and one. And it wasn't even a long one. He was able to uh, make a nice play, penetrate the offensive line, and uh, stop at Allen short of the first down, giving the Lions the ball back. But that was pretty much it for the third quarter. I mean, the Lions got the ball back. They didn't do anything with it. Um, they, you know, the whole second half still, they were, you know, if they have third and long, they were throwing the ball short of the sticks. Um, 
once again, always you always say get to the sticks, and they weren't doing that. You know, third and eight, third and nine, they're throwing a five-yard pass out to the flat. Um, then in the uh, fourth quarter, uh, still uh, 13-7 Lions. Bills get the ball again, and uh, I thought the pass interference that was on Slay at the 11-minute mark roughly, I-, I didn't think that was a good call at all. I mean, you may feel a little different, but I didn't – and it's not just because Slay's my boy. I just didn't think that was a good pass at all or a good uh, – call at all and then shortly after that uh foster beat our boy uh you know uh, mike ford again <laughs> for, for a touchdown once again i know we had talked about this watching ford run is just kind of like watching a windsock outside a car dealership just uh made me laugh in the line and uh that put the uh bills up 14 13 with about 10 and a half to go in the fourth and then yeah i jumped the gun man i apologize Griff. i got ahead of us there and talked about that play but on that play i mean basically the receiver kind of ran a crossing route i don't know what ford's deal was but he just never he never got there and uh i mean was he had to be at least three to four yards behind this receiver when he makes the catch and you know lines are able to get him down before he gets to the end oh no did he get in the end yeah he yeah. got in the end zone on that play so no, nobody was close and nobody could close enough obviously to come make the tackle uh that was just terrible coverage by mike ford i don't know if he slipped or what happened but um you know he got he got burned and again i have in my notes by some random bills receiver i mean i couldn't even tell you who it was some nobody who ended up making him look silly <laughs> so yeah like a little over about 10 and a half left the bills are now up 14 13 but and uh once again uh feeling kind of down again because the offense really isn't showing a whole lot but then uh Lions get the ball back and they uh, they drive down and they get within field goal range and they do what the Lions usually do. It's a third and long. It's a th- actually third and eight, and they run a wide receiver screen and either the Bills knew a screen was coming or somebody didn't. <laughs> you know, two people that were supposed to block decided not to block because this play was totally blown up from the start. And uh, Lions settle for a long field goal out in Buffalo and everybody knows how the winds can swirl up at Ralph Wilson Stadium and. <laughs> You know, Prater missed the field goal. So it's one of those things where the line's like, okay, we'll get the points. And Prater never misses from 50. But you're up in Buffalo, and what's what happens? Prater misses it. So uh, there we go. And uh, that's uh, and uh, I have, that seems to happen. I have this in, I have this in my notes. Is only I put only a 48-yarder because for Matt Prater, that's usually pretty money. I, I know you went to the Grifka, the winds are swirling, but – I don't remember the weather being a huge issue. So for him to miss a 48-yarder the way he did was uh, disconcerting. And with five minutes left, that would have put us up in the lead. Uh, really crucial miss there by yeah. the kicker, which, you know, not much on the line. So part of me was kind of happy, but losing to the sorry Buffalo Bills was, was still inexcusable, even though I wanted the draft pick uh, equity yeah. at this point. Well, even even so, I mean, the line still did have a chance to win the game. I mean, the Bills were moving the ball a tiny bit. And they got about um, – Around the forty-yard line, and um, it was a, it was a third and uh, third and seven, and uh, Davis jumped off sides, and that it it, uh, it uh, made that made the play actually third and two, where they uh, ran like a sweep, and uh, the Bills running back I can't remember who it was, wasn't Thurman Thomas, so uh, he stepped out of bounds, making it fourth and short, and. At this point, it, it it didn't matter. I mean, Allen, him being so tall, you know, he just ran a quarterback sneak. He just pretty much went over the top, took the snap, and jumped on the center's back and just fell forward and, and got the uh, got the first down, pretty much ending the game with the Buffalo Bills coming away at a, with a 14-13 victory. So, like you said, it, it helped our draft stock, but still, I mean, 
I'm a Lions fan. I like them to win at any any chance they get. So disappointing <laughs> Sunday for me. Now, Griffka, I uh, I was listening to you. I wasn't sleeping, but did you break down the whole uh, third and seven offsides? Yeah, I mentioned how Davis jumped offsides because the play was actually an incomplete pass, and uh, that's because uh, I remember watching the game and even the replay. It's like, okay. oh, if if they would have stopped them, you know, uh, the Lions would have got the ball back. It would have, you know, they would have punted, but still, I mean, you know, third and seven gives them new life. Okay, so. Uh, maybe I was sleeping while you were talking, but uh, I uh, apologize. But that to me was the big play, um, not like the offsides, but then the slap in the face of just like, oh, we'll just go for it on fourth. And I mean, it was to me, I think it was third and seven. So if it's offsides, it should be third, third and two or fourth. It went to yeah. third and two. And remember, they they ran that sweep where I think it was Tracy Walker came up and he went to tackle him and he totally dropped his head. So he missed it. And then, um, cause he would have got him for like maybe a really short game, maybe even a no game and he missed it. And so, oh, but the, right. but the help was there and it forced him outside, but where they spotted the ball, it, it, it came down to fourth and short. I mean, it was fourth and uh, inches. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So then they, I mean, still though, the game's in the balance and they just say, Oh, it's fourth and short. We'll just get it and beat the lions. And we got all that beef in the middle. I was surprised we weren't able to sort of put up a fight there. He just kind of easily went forward for the first down, ended the football game. So an ugly game in Buffalo, you know, a bad loss to a bad Buffalo team. Um, But other than Kenny Galladay, we had nothing offensively. And, you know, missing the kick, uh, which is not normal, pretty much cost us. And, uh, And then just those stupid offsides throughout the game or just not being able to get off the field, penalties. All those things cost us in this game. So, yeah. uh, bad loss by the Lions for sure. Um, I have a couple questions here for you just by watching the last few games. <clears throat> um, my first one is, I mean, like I said, I want to touch on this uh, earlier when I, when I was talking about this. And this game against Buffalo, you know, Kenny Galladay went for seven. He had seven catches for 146 yards. And I want to make sure I got that right. So, I actually went back and checked the stat because it just seemed like this guy was just <laughs> running wild and free, catching long passes. And it just really made me wonder what his stat line was because, you know, just watching the recap, they don't always show the stat line. You know, so the guy had seven catches for 146 yards. So are you ready to anoint this guy or do you really think he is, you know, Marvin Jones comes back? Do you think Kenny, Kenny Galladay, is he is he's the team's number one wide receiver or would that still fall to Marvin Jones? Hmm. I mean, you might be asking the wrong guy here, but, uh, you know, when I watch uh, what he did his rookie year and then what he was able to build on the second year and the build that he has, the size, the leaping ability, the body control, the run, the speed, I, I feel like he's a number one, like, quality receiver now. Would I want to have Kenny Galladay and, like, some low-level compliment pieces? No, but good passing game I think so so um he's got everything it takes and I think it just comes down to who they put around him and then also I mean saw in a game like this when you throw it up he goes and gets it so quit being so conservative and quit saying oh well we get it to him when he's uh in the progression or when the defense dictates no you dictate you dictate to the defense with a guy like this so um, I think he has everything to be a number one, but when you line up the number one receivers in the NFL, I think he'd be 
you know, middle of the pack at best when you start stacking the best of the best that are out there across the league. So a great talent, you know, see what he does. Should be a huge year for him. Okay. And uh, one other quick question for you. And I know we talk about this guy and I'm bringing him up because like you said, he's like my favorite guy on the team. And that's Zach Zenner for his double initials. But uh, what, uh, what would it be if it was three? He'd be, he'd be sleeping, man. Um, and, uh, so this game, I checked this stat as well because it seemed like he was running pretty hard. And you, you know, I thought he, got, I thought he got the ball actually more than this. But the game against Buffalo, we had ten carries for forty-five yards. You know, it's you know about four point five yards carry. You know, so that, you know that's that's good in the pros. I feel like anything over four in the pros is, is a good is a good rush. Um, and like I said, the stat the stat I threw out against the Cardinals in that one drive, he had seven carries for forty-five yards. So um. Do you think this guy actually is there? Do you think there's a reason why the Lions keep overlooking this guy? I mean, I'm not calling this guy Walter Payton or anything like that, but it seems like he could have a definite role on the team. And even in this year's draft, they're like, the Lions will go get a, get a big body to run the ball, and you know he, he's a bruiser. Could could Zach Zenner be that guy, or we just just kind of look by this guy because he's a small school guy, and you know I, I I don't know. It just seems like he gets looked over a lot, and. I don't know. I he, I'm not saying hey, you know him like Levine Toilolo. We might have found something. So, uh, what 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 do you think about Zach Sander? Could he be that bruiser we're looking for, or would you want somebody else, you know, to fill that role instead? Griffco, let me start by saying this: Zach Sander is a tough guy. He's humble. He's super smart. He's uh, been productive at times when given the opportunity. And with all that being said, he's Zach Sander. Um, I'm happy he's on the team. I hope happy that he's been able to produce as an undrafted type guy. You know, he had great production at a low level in college, as you kind of stated. Um, to me, he's a fourth, you know, running back where you have a, a beast, a compliment, and then a, a third down type back in front of him. Um, he can add stuff on special teams, but I don't think they're looking past him. I think when he's played decent is when he's been called upon when all the guys in front of him have been hurt. And there's a reason that all the guys are in front of him. So, um, you know, I think he'll be around for a couple more years, either with the Lions or maybe another team. And then he'll be off to finish up his medical school and probably do great things in the world. But uh, I'm not willing to increase his role, really. I just think you need to slot him in right, as the Lions seem to have done. In a pinch, he can give you some 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 good runs, some good numbers. And uh, and that's about w- what you're hoping for. So that's my take on your boy, Double yeah. Z. I'd still take him over Mike Weber any day of the weekend twice on Sunday. So, um, well, that's all I got over. These, we're gonna we're gonna get in. over these two games. One one W and one L, coming into uh, two more games, finishing out the line season, which uh, me and you will cover this weekend. So, uh, is there anything else uh, you want to touch base on? Well, not right now, but at some point we're gonna have to do a therapy session about why you hate Mike Weber so yeah. bad because it keeps coming up. So we'll have you're to get into get that. The bell out. You're gonna have coverage. to get the bell out or the buzzer, and you're gonna have like the five second <laughs> delay when I talk about him. Yeah, I can't wait. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty good. I wait, mean, wait, I want, these I want the Lions to draft him just so when we go to training camp, I can just bust on him the whole time because you know then we'll get kicked out. But if they have donuts again, I make sure I'll take plenty of donuts on my way out just to stand there and just bust on Mike Weber the whole time. He comes over to sign an autograph, and I'm like, no, dude, you suck. You suck. You know, so, yeah, I almost kind of wom draft just so I could do that. Oh, boy. I, I mean, there's there's deep issues here, people. I don't, I don't know what Griffith's uh, problem is. But uh, I got nothing else, man. We rumbled through these games pretty quick. Uh, glad to get these uh, four, um, you know, 
football games, four. I mean, other than the Arizona win, three losses and one win. I mean, not fun to talk about offense, stagnant, lots of injuries. Um, you know, tough to go through these, but um, brighter things are ahead. So, uh, Grifka, let me cue up what we're going to do. So, um, you know, we're heading into the weekend here. We know we got the combine. Me and Grifka are both going to do a solo show over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings game an absolute atrocity and talk about that as well as give you some fun, uh, Bobby Quinn and Matt Pat, uh, nuggets that they gave away at their presser at the combine and maybe talk some combine, uh, observations I have as well. And Grifka is going to try to come to you people with, uh, the, uh, Packer game, an absolute beat down the final season. You know, Grifka hates the Packers. He hates everything about them. I'm sure that'll be entertaining. And uh, then we'll be done with our rewinds. We'll be free to uh, break everything down uh, the following week. So with all that being said, Grifka, you got anything else for the people? Uh, Nope. All right. Well, thank you all so much for hanging in there with us uh, with our tech glitch this week and me getting over my cold. Uh, I'm so hyped up for Lions football. The combine here is absolutely great event. I love watching it. Have lots of takes and uh, you better get ready, Grifka, because we're talking free agency. We're talking draft. I'm ready to take you to school. So with all that, uh, we'll be back next week uh, on uh, Wednesday and Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast for me, for Grifka. We hope you guys have a great week. Take care, everybody. Drink it in, man.